Hey, it's John, and it's time for the Jmart Cast for Monday, July 11th. What's going on? How are you, friends and family? Thanks for listening in to another episode. Hope you've had a great week. I've had an excellent one. The weather's been great, of course. I got a chance to hang out with my wife pretty much all day yesterday. It was a beautiful sunny day. I got a little bit sunburnt, but not too much. We got to go to the beach, went to Cherry Beach. It was really nice, and we rode our bikes there. Uh, rode our bikes from Cherry Beach uh, along the lakeshore all the way down to um, Roncesvalles. And my wife and I had a nice dinner together before I dropped her off at work. It was a great day. And let's see what else happened this week. Went to jujitsu and we've been practicing throws a lot. Oh my God. Throws are fun, but you can also just like really bang up your body. <laughs> I mean, we're like falling on soft mats and everything, but even still, if you keep falling over and over again, especially sometimes you get slammed. The professor was like demonstrating on me and a couple of times he just like really <laughs> smacked me down real good. He's good at demonstrating the techniques. I'm less good at falling gracefully, I guess, hitting the ground gracefully. And so uh, I'm feeling the soreness now on my body from all the throws. But I'm getting better. Uh, let's see. We had this um, king of the mat kind of scenario where we were practicing throws. And it's basically two people face off on the mat. Whoever throws the other person first gets to stay on the mat and stay the king of the mat while uh, the loser goes, goes off and somebody else from the class goes on. And we just, it was a small class. We had like uh, four people and the professor. And I got to be um, the first uh, person who was on the mat to do this and so I got to go through everybody because I kept throwing everybody using my old wrestling skills to throw people <laughs> and then eventually I was like I went through like the three other people doing the class and then it was the professor's turn to just like destroy me <laughs> so yeah jiu-jitsu was good what else did I do this week not exactly this week, but uh, late last week, I watched a really, really funny stand-up comedy special that I've just been telling all my friends about. Uh, so Jim Brewer, his new comedy special, Somebody Had to Say It, is so hilarious. It was released nine days ago on YouTube, so the full comedy special available for free on Jim Brewer's uh, YouTube page check it out it's an hour and six minutes of just the best laugh out loud comedy oh like <clears throat> i've been calling it the best uh, stand-up special in the post-pandemic era yeah, like almost the entire special is just making fun of the last two years of the like what's been going on and people's reactions to everything and it's just my kind of humor i loved it gonna pay, play a small clip from it because it's it's just that hilarious and part of it is actually that his um, it's his mannerisms and how he does present himself on stage it's, it's kind of funny so when you just hear the voice a lot of it is lost a lot of the humor is lost but it's still hilarious so here here's Jim Brewer talking about vaccines Uh-huh. 
He's pretending to be a dumb seal there, just, uh, you know, making that ooh, ooh, ooh sound and waving his flipper just in order to get the vaccine, you know, so you can go see the ball game, keep your job, go get your kids educated, all that great stuff. Hilarious. Check it out. YouTube suggestion of the week. Let's see what else to happen this week. I've been uh, <clears throat> tinkering around with an old computer, with an old Dell computer, a desktop Dell computer that uh, <clears throat> haven't been using, has been sitting in my closet con collecting dust. And I found out this project that I can try to do using an old computer and I've been uh, doing it and having a lot of fun. So what I've been doing is I took this old desktop and I installed Linux operating system on it. Uh, I think I installed Ubuntu to be specific. So why are you doing all this, Jmart? What are you downloading Linux on an old computer for? Well, this new project that I'm taking on, it requires me to... Um, basically, I'm using my old computer to download a full node, Bitcoin node, or to download the full Bitcoin blockchain to make my own Bitcoin node. And so that's what I did. First, I installed the uh, operating so uh, system, the Linux software on it. Then the next step was to download the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, where did I go for that? I think you just go to bitcoin.org and it gives you the option from um, you know to download it for uh, Windows, Mac, uh, Linux. Did that. And then that took a while. How long did it take? Like uh, two or three days to download? Because it's a lot. It's like nearly 500 gigs, half a terabyte of data. I did that. And I'm just following this great guide by um, this uh, awesome YouTube channel called Ministry of Nodes. He's got this wicked, um, um, I guess, playlist of videos. It's called Ministry of Nodes, Nodebox Guide 2022. He's got 16 videos here, kind of giving you a walkthrough of exactly what to do and how to download things. And he gives you some little bit of instruction on how do you do command line interface commands uh, for Linux. So I'm learning a little bit of that. That's kind of cool. So I got my Bitcoin blockchain downloaded, then uh, had to get this thing called a fulcrum server, which um, it's hard to explain. I don't even fully understand it. But basically, when you get the Bitcoin blockchain, you get the entire history of all, all transactions that have ever happened in a block by block kind of uh, organization. But And then it kind of continually updates as there are new blocks added. So I have that computer basically connected to the internet and updating the blockchain every 10 minutes. And then this fulcrum server thing, it like goes hand in hand, I guess, with the Bitcoin blockchain because what it does 
I think is it kind of reorganizes some of the blockchain information and indexes the data based on addresses, I think. So basically the Bitcoin blockchain is just like a block of transactions that gets added every 10 minutes. And then this Fulcrum server thing is it takes that all that information and indexes it based on addresses. And I think basically the point of that is it just makes it a lot easier or better to connect a wallet to the node and then be able to have uh, like all your information in your wallet be easily presented to you through the Fulcrum server as opposed to the actual blockchain. I don't know if I actually said that, if that what I said is true, but I, that's how I think it <laughs> it makes sense. But I got that thing, that Fulcrum server downloaded as well. That was another day and a half or maybe even two full days of waiting for that to download. That was another 100 gigs. So that's another thing I had to do is I had to do add some uh, memory or storage, both actually, both memory and storage to this uh, uh, old computer. The um, the computer had uh, half a terabyte of um, memory, which was not going to be enough. So I replaced that with a full terabyte SSD storage, which by the way, opening up computers and like updating stuff in them, like upgrading stuff in them is not as hard as I used to think. Like ever since I built my own computer, I've kind of demystified what it is what a computer is and what it is to like open it up and put it together. So I was able to actually open this computer up, um, uh, change the SSD drive and add uh, a terabyte of storage. And then the uh, RAM memory was kind of low because it's an old computer. It only had four gigs of RAM. So I upgraded that to, to um, I, I bought a eight gig RAM and I added that. So eight, the eight gig, Plus the original four, I have a 12 gigs of RAM on this thing. That's pretty much all it needs really to be able to run these things that I'm asking it to. Because it's just, uh, like I said, the uh, the Linux or Ubuntu operating system, which is not intensive like Mac OS or Windows. Um, yeah. And so what else did I do? And then I'm kind of messing around with downloading some other software. There's this software called mempool.space. It's actually a website. If you type in mempool.space into your uh, browser, you'll get to a cool little visual graphic interface of what the Bitcoin blockchain looks like. And so I downloaded that into my new uh, Nodebox computer. And the reason to do that is because when you're visiting the website itself, mempool.space. It's a block explorer that lets you basically look at all the blocks in the blockchain and see all the transactions that people have done. You can even search um, uh, wallet addresses and see what, how much money is in that. And so it's a cool, useful tool, but if you're just like using it through your web browser, then you're giving up some of the privacy because if you're searching, let's say, a specific address that perhaps belongs to you, then, you know, all the intermediaries such as the internet service provider as well as the actual people who uh, maintain the mempool.space website get to 
see that information that you're looking up. And so, you know, you're giving up a little bit of privacy, especially if you're, let's say, using the block explorer to look at your one of your own transactions or one of your own uh, wallet, wallet addresses, then, um, you know, that ties your IP address and your identity to those specific queries. So by having my own uh, Bitcoin node with all this inf- like data on it, uh, then I'm maintaining some of the privacy. I also downloaded Tor, which is a program that helps you, I guess, uh, uh, browse the internet more privately. It's supposed to block trackers. Let's see, if you go to torproject.org, it says, defend yourself against tracking and surveillance, circumvent censorship. Uh, Tor browser isolates each website you visit to third-party trackers and ads can't follow you. Any cookies automatically clear when you're done browsing. Defend against surveillance. Prevent someone from watching your connection, from knowing what websites you visit. All anyone monitoring your browsing habits can see is that you're using Tor. Resist fingerprinting. Tor browser aims to make all users look the same, making it difficult for you to be fingerprinted based on your browser and device information. Blah, blah, blah. It's got a couple of things. Uh, A couple more things. Multi-layered encryption. Your traffic is relayed and encrypted three times as it passes over the Tor network. The network is comprised of thousands of volunteer-run servers known as Tor Relays. With Tor Browser, you are free to access sites your home network may have blocked. So yeah, it's been a fun little project uh, building this node box and downloading all this stuff and learning how to use uh, Linux or Ubuntu and command line interface, all these like little commands I'm starting to remember and be able to type them in myself without having to follow like the the guide super closely. So that's, it's been good. It's fun. I'm halfway through all the videos. I'm almost halfway. I've got seven videos done out of the 16. Uh, so lots more to learn. Fun little project if you guys got your own um, old computers sitting at home collecting dust. Um, yeah, it's a fun thing to try. I think, let's see, the specs on my computer are the processor is an Intel i5 processor. Then, of course, you need at least a terabyte of um, storage. SSD is preferable over HDD. And then for uh, RAM, for memory, you need 8 gigs of ram at least i got 12 but eight is the minimum for now probably the more the better yeah give it a shot try it out it's fun it's a fun little project and the ministry of nodes guide is very easy to follow very helpful there's like a couple things here and there where like um, some of the websites he's using to follow along are a little bit changed a little bit updated so takes a little bit of like figuring but most of it is pretty much like just straight up do exactly as he says and it's very easy to follow and then verify everything as well so that's been my week oh yeah and one other thing is i had one of my uh jujitsu instructors come visit earlier this week and we did a long two and a half hour podcast on um Jiu-jitsu, martial arts specifically, a little bit of martial arts history, and we did talk a lot about uh, mental health as well and how it's kind of related to martial arts and jiu-jitsu. 
Um, it's a really good, intense episode. I can't wait to release it. I'm going to you know, work on it and edit it a little bit, make the sound uh, sound a bit nicer and you know, do all the stuff that goes along with the podcast, make all those um, thumbnails, descriptions and all that. And hopefully it will have it out soon. But I'm really excited for this one. I had a great conversation. Like I said, it went for two and a half hours. Normally, I don't talk that much with anybody, but it was uh, it was seamless and it was easy. I, I hope you guys like it. If you're interested at all in, uh, you know, health, mental health, specifically in martial arts, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, then you'll love the episode. I'm going to release it on my other podcast, uh, State of Health. I don't think I'll be able to release it by Monday, but um, maybe ne- Monday next week. Uh, it's it's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so I'll definitely post about it and um, let everyone know through social media and on here again when it's ready and send all the links to everybody who was ever interested. I think uh, I think it's a great episode, like I already said. Some really important topics, especially regarding mental health, are touched upon. Uh, yeah, some crazy stories are shared, so uh, it's going to be a worth a listen. Well, that's all I have for you this week, ladies and gents. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have a moment, please take it to rate the podcast and then also share the episode with a friend who might be interested in listening. That's how we grow the podcast and get more people listening. By the way, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, I did an awesome interview with Julian Figueroa, also known as Kinetic Finance. Uh, check that out. He's got some really interesting points that he makes regarding finance, Bitcoin in general, and also shares some interesting stories about having traveled to El Salvador, the country where Bitcoin has become legal tender. Yeah, so thanks again. Final goodbye. And don't forget, stay active. Be grateful. Jay Mart out. <laughs>